Well, Chris, this episode was definitely spurned on by uh, some tragic news a couple weeks back of the recent death of uh, Christy McVie. So, Love Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> now, she was one of the original members mm-hmm. before they revamped the whole lineup. And She's the, the Mac in Mac V. Right, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that band's just that, that, that band is just they were so good, but they were so dysfunctional. Yeah. yeah, you just wonder how how such great music came out of such drug addled, <laughs> incestuous shenanigans. And those drug addled, incestuous <laughs> shenanigans may have created one of the best albums that's uh, ever been made, and that's what we're talking about today. The rumors. It's not called the rumors. It's just called rumors. I just <laughs> felt like it needed. To, I, you know what? Skirt. Just start the show. Such a jaunty tune for talking about death right out of the gate. But, <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you all for joining us again here for the. Yep. Full disclosure. Great. Oh, that's right. We didn't so even say cool. what the name of the podcast was last time. We're just so used to talking about it and everything. I know. I figure if y'all are back here listening now, you know what you're in for. So. Yeah, my mom knows what it's called. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yes. So it's great, says who? Woo-hoo. What was what? It's great, says who? There? Chris and Drew review. Woohoo! Um, it's just it's. I like rhyming. Clearly. So today we're talking about rumors from Fleetwood Mac, and uh, definitely spurned on by the death of Christy McVie. So uh, we decided to uh, revisit this album, uh, which is. I think considered their greatest album as well as one of the greatest albums of all time. I don't, I'm a very poor uh, host and researcher. Don't have it in front of me where it probably lands on Rolling Stones list as well as other people's lists, but I know it's on there. Mm. It's, so. it's phenomenal. It is just phenomenal. Yeah. So let's dive into this thing. This uh, album that was compl- it was really made out of, about as much tension and heartbreak as can be had by some, by a band, a collective band, literally half the members of the band were breaking up or divorcing uh, during this and other people were sleeping with other people's why. I mean, it was, it's insane what was going on in this band when they recorded this album. Now Drew, the music um, we've talked about, yeah, we've talked about how our parents influenced our music choices and our music, you know, what we listen yes. to now and everything. Was this one of those albums that you grew up with? No, this was not. Um, Fleetwood Mac, not that it wasn't a enjoyed album by my folks by any means. I'm sure they loved Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Fleetwood Mac wasn't something I discovered and, and until I was much older. Um, 
And it was more like in the peripheral because, I mean, obviously I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Uh, so songs like Landslide and Rhiannon and um, uh, You Can Go Your Own Way was Clinton's campaign song. So that yes. was everywhere in the 90s. Um, those kinds of songs were all still getting heavy radio rotation. You know, they were still being played everywhere. So I knew of the band. I did not know the band's history. I did not know anything about rumors. I remember hearing about rumors all the time. So I probably didn't listen to the full rumors album until I was, I don't know, probably well in my twenties. Um, when I finally was going through like their catalog and stuff. And I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy Fleetwood Mac and their music. Um, well, Rumors is one of those albums like Tapestry. Every yeah. song, almost every single song was a hit. Right, right. Um, like it was, and and things that surprised me about Fleetwood Mac was like the amount of like true musicians that are in that band, especially of that lineup when they shook it up and added, you know, uh, Lindsay and Stevie. And it, it, it was, it's incredible to me that like that's all of them became huge singer songwriters, you know, like that album, like you just go down the line and there's a different writer for almost every song, but they're all in this band. That's not like, Oh, we got, you know, we took a Jim Croce song and he didn't record and recorded it. You know, like it just is, it's incredible to me that there's that much talent and diversity in this, in this band, which also makes sense that why it just imploded all the time too. <laughs> you know, just these big personalities just not being able to get along as it were. It's almost like they were guns and roses before guns and roses. <laughs> what I like about it is, I love it's it's again not every song sounds the same there's some right. ballads mm -hmm. there's some this there's some that but I you know I even like some of their lesser known songs um I have had the hugest crush on Lindsay Buckingham for years mm -hmm. I don't care if he is a jerk or he comes across as a jerk or whatever but I do <sighs> I do love their music and I, I will tell you Again, they the music's always been there, like you said. It's always it's just always been around. Um, and I think for like my twenty second birthday, the guy I was dating, so I'm gonna take a see Fleetwood Mac, and I was like, oh great, wow, <laughs> oh I'm so excited. Thank you so. It was one of the best experiences, not just concerts, experiences of my life. Saw it in a real, relatively small venue at Clemson University. Um, the original band, everybody was there. It was before Christine McVie had kind of broken off and, you know, gone away. And I, I think Mick Fleetwood had been sick and came back or some, I, I may have my timeline mixed up or whatever, but it was just two hours of solid performance and they looked like they were having fun. And this was back in the eighties when they were all going through the whole, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. It was like the first right. time they came back together. And, um, I remember reading, <laughs> I remember reading something where, um, people are like, uh, 
you know, most people, when they break up, especially if they work together, they never see each other again. They never do anything. You know, maybe they'll see each other at work or whatever. Stevie Nicks wrote songs about what happened when she and Lindsey Buckingham broke up and then made him perform those songs on stage. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, that is the greatest revenge. (laughs) It's insane. Like, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and this considering how wonderful rumors is it's like one of only a handful of double diamond albums out there um i think thrillers on there you know dark side of the moon so when you think about it that way that's pretty incredible but um i mean they were all whacked out whacked out yeah yeah. i'm sure a lot of the great music from the 70s is based on whacked out drug you know adult whatever but but i don't think you can really um you know, their voices sound great. They, they, I, I don't know. I just, I really love the fact that, um, you, you absolutely know a Fleetwood Mac song when you hear it. You absolutely know, um, Stevie Nicks' voice. Um, it, it's just, I can't say that they're my favorite band, but I can't say that they're not great, you know? Agreed. Like, I'm not, like, a diehard Fleetwood Mac fan, but I can't sit there and name a song I don't like. You know, I enjoy their music. I do enjoy it. I'm not, you know, if it's something's playing, you know, I'll just let it go. Let it play. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, the strife that came, that led to this that album is incredible. Like, so the album beforehand, the I think it was just titled Fleetwood Mac, when mm-hmm. they first added Lindsay and Stevie, they, you know, that had a, a ton of hits on it as well. You know, Rhiannon and Landslide and um, I'm sure some Fleetwood Mac fan out there shouting at the, you know. <laughs> I know, yeah. Shouting, I mean, not naming other big hits. But they had achieved a success they had never achieved before. And it, you just wonder if that's i mean was just throwing fuel into this very combustible situation uh i was i just i was genuinely surprised um to learn like just how volatile that whole making of that album was and what came out of it and the fact that they then went on to perform it <laughs> like well and that's the thing i wonder if instead of just like flinging insults and screaming at each other and slamming doors they just got all their aggression out in the music well apparently they were locked in at the recording studio you know that's so they couldn't run so away they couldn't <laughs> run away from each other like it is one where it's like no you're going to be forced to work with this person because while you're romantically you know your relationship is just destroyed and whatnot like y'all still work as a as a musical group, you need to, all of your success is going to depend on all of you being able to work together. Even if you're not sleeping with each other anymore, or you're not married anymore, you got to figure it out. I was thinking about that too. I'm really trying to think of another band of that era that was able to do that. Cause you know, even the Beatles just broke up. Everybody said it was because, you know, they couldn't perform their songs live anymore. They were so highly produced, but there was drama there. No, there was was, drama. The Beatles, you know, time broke up the Beatles. Money broke up the Beatles. Friggin' just age. Just, 
wanting know? wanting to Yoko broke up the Beatles. Just say it. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. But I don't either. I, I, yeah, just you know, those guys had been together for nearly a decade or whatever, and they just wanted to go explore their own things and do their own stuff. I mean, just go watch the making of the Let It Be album. I mean, you can just see it. Like they're they they kind of limp their way through that album and put out an amazing album, but they're all just kind of like, we're done. I'm just tired yep. of dealing with this. I love you guys, but I just can't do this anymore. We're done. Yeah. And that seems to be the winning formula for Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> well, I love that. Okay. The band is named rumor. I mean, the album is named rumors. Yeah. But, and I mean, at the time there have been so many rumors about this album. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there is a urban legend that they wanted to thank their cocaine dealer in the liner notes. No, that's just something that you know, whatever. And I, I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was kind of cool that the album was named Rumors, and it was afterwards. It was all rumors. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. It's aptly named. It was what they were all going through at the time. They were hearing stuff from other people about their significant others and about everything. And they just were like, you know, that's the, that's what fueled this album. I mean, it's aptly named. It's exactly what it should be. Uh, what's your favorite song on the album? Oh, Lord. Um, I like like some of the more obscure things. Yeah. I mean, I like gold dust woman. Um, you make love and fun. But I, honestly, it's it's probably still just dreams. Dreams is just an incredible song. Mm-hmm. It really is. That's probably my favorite song on there. Really, I like secondhand news. It's a great song. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And, um, also, I don't know is is that on? No, Monday Morning is my favorite, absolute favorite Fleetwood Mac song, but that's, uh, not, yeah, on. that's not on. Um, track list, for those of you who are listening and don't have it in front of you, and don't have it memorized. <laughs> uh, I Don't Want to Know, Dreams, Never Going Back Again, Don't Stop, Go Your Own Way. That's right, Don't Stop was the Clinton song, not Go Your Own I Way. I was not going to correct you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Songbird, The Chain, You Make Love and Fun, Secondhand News, Oh Daddy, Gold Dust Woman. That's the track here, list. Here was a weird thing. As well as I know this album, and as well as, um, you know, with the, like you said, the recent news of um, uh, Christy McVie's passing, um, everybody's talking about Songbird. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, I couldn't hear Songbird in my head. I, I'm like, I don't what song is that? I, d- I didn't realize that was the name of it. Uh, it's just the weirdest thing. I must have either, you know, vegged on it or whatever, but I was like, oh. So um, I will tell you, um, one of the coolest things I've ever seen live music-wise is The Chain. Mm-hmm. That is a very cool song in and of itself, but to see it live, when you have a song that starts out so, and it just kind of ramps up and ramps up and ramps up, that one was pretty cool. And I thought Mick Fleetwood was neat because he had this, when I saw him, he had this um, drum suit. 
like he he they did like a little intermission kind of where the band went off the stage and stuff and he literally played his body and that was back in like i said the 80s when everybody was playing electronic drums and whatever and blah 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 so it was kind of cool but i just thought that was neat i i I thought that a band i mean in the 70s they were probably in their 50s you know 40s maybe 40s maybe yeah, so in the 80s, they were probably in their 50s. And yeah. here's this guy coming out and kind of embracing new technology and music and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, like my daughter knows who Stevie Nicks is. I'm not really sure she knows her music or likes her music or whatever. But um, I'll tell you, she... <laughs> and I go back to, I don't care how you find out about good music, but we were watching um, – school of rock mm-hmm. do you remember the scene in the bar with edge of 17 and i'm we were started talking about it. this that was years ago when we watched it but you know i don't think megan knew who fleetwood mac are but she knew who like stevie nicks was so i think i wonder is this generation you know the generations get older and older and we get away from the origins of those music how many people discover things from solo artists and and things like yeah. that they and their use in pop culture, like mm-hmm. that's how these songs continue to live on. You know, that's how um they do get the revitalization in people. It's it's just sometimes there's just somebody who has a connection with that song and they put it in one of their medias, be it television, film, or and end up creating you know, a whole new fascination with it. I it's mean, funny that you say that because I, I was not a Glee fan when it was on. I, I mm-hmm. just didn't watch the show. And then, um, but I cannot tell you how many times I'll play a song on the radio in the car or something and Megan will be singing along to it. And I'll look over and I'll go Glee and she'll say, yeah, or Pitch Perfect or the movie Sing. And I just think that's, I think that's great that they're, they're able to find the music. Like we're not shoving it down their throats kind of thing. Right. Right. It may not be the original, but you know, I don't know. Did you do you you listen to Spotify, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you get your wrapped thing this week? I did. Okay. Well, it just cracks me up because Megan and I share a Spotify. Oh. So our number one act was Morgan Wallen. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Which I'm fine with that, but like. She's so eclectic in what she listens to. There's rap. There's, you know, Broadway, um, uh, which, by the way, Hamilton was up there on our list, too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. I just find that um, a band like Fleetwood Mac is is going to be timeless because their music still applies, like, today. Like you said, um, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. You know, that Clinton was the 90s. That was 20 years after it was released kind of thing. So. Yeah. I don't know. Timeless music. I, I mean, are people today timeless? I don't know. Maybe they will be. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they will be. We'll be I, I just Taylor Swift forever. Uh, I, I just <laughs> I think it will be fun to see. Yeah, who knows? Maybe in twenty or thirty years, when people are looking back and going, "Man, you know that WAP song was just a banger!" <laughs> like, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, oh, so you know when well, you the know. when the when the new version of of Stranger Things is made in thirty years, and somebody is is listening to you know uh, Taylor Swift as they're trying to escape the Upside Down. 
<laughs> no, that'll be how they torture people in the upside down. I'm right. Sorry. Um, okay. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like the fact that um, for as much turmoil as is going, obviously going on behind the scenes for rumors, a lot of the songs are kind of happy songs. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it might be about breaking up, but it's upbeat music. It's very, you know, I, I was obsessed with Lindsey Buckingham for a while. I was, I, I'm going to date myself here. Um, <laughs> back when MTV first came out, there were, um, there were no videos other than like, so like if a, all of a sudden people started doing videos and I guess Lindsey Buckingham did a, um, a solo album and I was just like, Oh, he's cute. I'm like, hmm, now I know what Stevie Nicks was thinking. That's why you had, that's, um, that's when you had to start being cute to be an artist is when, that's a good point. When the good MTV point. came um, along and people actually saw the artists. And went, ooh. Well, I mean, how I still think of when I think of Lindsay Buckingham, I think of National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, Holiday Road is still it, it, it's probably a song that he absolutely hates that he has done and is the, <laughs> is the one that is going to last up. forever. But you know, mm-hmm. sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> I just, I just think it's, I think it's great. Let's see what he says. Uh, I can't spell Buckingham. Let's see if there's a quote here or something. Do, 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 do. Nope, nothing to hear about how he feels about it. Oh, well. Mm, screw it. Um, We tried. Uh- <laughs> exactly. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I, I, like I said, I, I'm not a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. I would be surprised if anybody of my era didn't have like rumors in their CD collection or, you know, and I mean, I just looked at my Spotify list. It is, it is a playlist that I have saved. Um, So I can appreciate it. I would be, I I mean, if I'm going on a long car trip, it might be in rotation, you know, I mean, it's just one of those comfort sort of like comfort food records. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the album is great. I do. Um, that's it. Bye. That's all I <laughs> well, got to say know, about that. It is. It's you, a great album. You were asking, you, I think you were it's asking. an absolutely great album. I think it's it's incredible how it was produced through uh, so much adversity and and just insanity. Uh, but apparently, that's what you need if you're going to put an album out. Um, it doesn't doesn't hurt to have a little bit of craziness and a little strife going on in, in your world. Give you a, a a place to express that artistically. So I don't, I don't disagree with that. I will say this: you you asked earlier, um, you, you didn't know on the Rolling Stone 500 greatest albums of all times. Yeah, number seven. Number seven. Number, number seven. seven. So and the first line in the review is the greatest breakup album ever. And that's highly accurate because that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> As they were doing it. So, uh, it's incredible. It's pretty incredible. So, so, so do you think that the breaking up and the turmoil was when they were writing the songs or when they were recording them? I think it was when they were recording them. It was, it was, it was a little bit of both is my understanding. Um, Um, like the the strife had begun, I think, as some of them were writing some of those songs, but definitely when they were recording it, everybody was 
in a dark place uh, in their relationships. Well, I think I think it's telling that the only song on Rumors where all band members are credited for oh, have a writing credit is the Chain. So these songs right. were written independently. Like I, yeah. I, I could there's a when I was doing my research, this this is this infuriates me because it's clickbait. Mm. <laughs> Stevie Nicks wrote blah blah while in Sly Stone's bed, and you're thinking, okay, boy, she got around, you know, whatever. But that's not it. He had a he had a room in the studio and had a bed that he used to sleep in there. And he wasn't even there when she was, you know, so it's clickbait. I did click on it, by the way. Um, <laughs> it worked. That's why I hate it. Yep. But so, I mean, they weren't even, it wasn't even like, hey, help me write this song. It was like, I'm going my own way. Yeah. <laughs> You're going your own way. And they came back together. So I don't really know how um, the process of, what was I think the only song that they talk about that didn't make it, whatever song it was um, that was released on a different album was because it was too long to fit on rumors. They already had enough of whatever. So, you know, I wonder if it was like the band got to decide or if the producers or the record company were like, no, this is what you're going to do. So I think honestly, the producer of the album, like is the glue that held that entire thing together sitting there doing those recordings and stuff is that 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 guy like literally held that he knew something special was being made mm -hmm. and knew that they would not be able to see the forest for the trees so it's like look just come in here and do your part come in here and do your part i will put this together we will make this work i just um, googled who produced rumors <laughs> Here's a bit of advice. Don't don't Google who produced tumors because that will not give oh, you the Jesus. <laughs> who produced yeah, tumors? I, I'm sorry. Uh, that would be that would be uh, Stephen Q. Cancer. Just produces yes, it would be tumors. cigarettes and alcohol. <laughs> oh, and then so, spell rumors. Yeah, you gotta add the the, the British rumors to use. Uh, nobody I know. Uh, it says the band, um, uh, some guy named Ken Calais Cal and Richard, D I don't know, two French guys, it looks like. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I know that, I know that, uh, Mick Fleetwood, like, took the helm on this thing. Like, he went all in on putting this album together, but. It was clearly the other producers that were just like, just just get Christy in here to record her part. That's fine. And then we'll get John in here to do the to drop his, his bass line. Well, it's funny that you say that because Songbird was the only song that, ever, that she's she's the only one that worked on that. Like yeah. that that was that was it. I mean, they had like dozens of microphones in the studio picking up all kinds of stuff. Um uh I don't know. I, I just think I, I I wonder if it's because of all the background turmoil that you hear more about the making of this album than than many other albums of that time hmm. because like you said let it be is one thing because the beatles are breaking up um i i mean that 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 um documentary talked about that but i mean really do you ever hear about the beach boys breaking up no they're still together they're 100 years old do you ever hear about like i don't know i mean jim morrison died so the doors just stopped doing whatever they do i mean maybe that's what it was maybe because a lot of people died <laughs> i'm a terrible i'm morbid yeah but 
but this album more than anything is what you hear about. And maybe it's just because it was the story behind it. Maybe nobody else was that um, incestuous and whatever, but I don't know. Um, You've ever, have you ever seen the Rolling Stone cover with them all in bed? Yeah. 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 Annie Leibovitz cover. Um, (laughs) The story behind that one is funny too, because she was like, look, this is going to be a great picture. Just go with it. And they were all mm-hmm. like, no, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I don't want to do, but it is, it's an iconic picture and it really does. It, I mean, people have spent years picking that picture apart, but it was, I don't know. I think Annie Leibovitz knew, you know, just get in there and just, I, they say that's like the closest the, the band had ever been literally physically <laughs> in one place in, in a long time. So I don't know. Um, I do like the fact that while, you know, they were all, they're all in their seventies now and I'm sure they've got their own things they're doing and whatever. But, you know, when Christine McVie died recently, they all came out and talked so wonderfully about her. And she was the first one, I believe, to walk away. She was the first one to go, I'm done. Fleetwood Mac is done. I'm not going on tour anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And um, from what I understand, couple of the band members were a little put out with her about that you know i don't know if it was a money thing or if i i don't mean her money thing but them like we could make some more money and you're not you know going to be there but they did tour without her you know but then you know stevie nicks called her my best friend Lindsay buckingham did a really good you know a really poignant i don't know if it was a tweet or a statement or whatever so i guess hindsight's 2020 you know you never know what you got till it's gone. That's not a Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> well, they can all go their own way in a landslide. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, well, holding on to a chain. There you go. Connected there to that gold dust woman. <laughs> so, oh, and there were so many rumors out there about gold dust woman being about cocaine. I'm like, okay, yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. Nobody's that literal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> fairly certain cocaine is about cocaine. Well, <laughs> we'd have to ask Eric Clapton about that one. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm fairly certain that's probably. I mean, I I don't know what it would be an allegory for. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, oh, is rumors great, Drew? Yeah, I think rumors is great. I do. I do too. I think rumors I is great. Too. I think it's timeless. I think it's it it holds up so well even even now. Um, yeah, yeah. Chris and Drew review rumors. Fleetwood Mac. It's great. It's great. Please send us any ideas you have. For uh, we have our our season finale is next week, and so for next season, we love anything coming in from our listeners. So send it. Send us via email. Uh, what's that email, Chris? It's great says who at gmail.com. Good Lord. How's anyone going to understand that? It's great says who at gmail.com. Although if my sister's listening, we are not doing kale. Yeah, no, kale is right out. <laughs> it's done. No, it's not happening. Nope. I mean, we can like we've done before. Here's a bonus bit. It's great says who kale. No one. No one says kale is great. Oh, I like kale. No, you don't. So that's fine. No, you don't, Chris. You don't. 
you don't like kale because no one likes kale. So, but everyone likes rumors and that's, what's great. Rumors is great. So in the meantime, folks, we will see, uh, next week for the big finale. So season two. Bye.